You're listening to the Online Marketing Made Easy Podcast, episode number 17. Welcome to the Online Marketing Made Easy Podcast. Business advice so easy, you'll feel like you're cheating. And now your host, Amy Porterfield. Hello, Amy Porterfield here, and welcome to another episode of the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast. So I just got in late last night from San Francisco. I was there for three days doing a creative live workshop with Devin Duncan. He actually created this workshop around how to create a better website, and he invited me and David Seitman Garland, James Wedmore, and his wife, Melanie Duncan, was there as well, and we all presented about different topics related to building your brand and building your website. It was a lot of fun. Creative Live is a really cool platform if you haven't checked it out yet. And I loved every minute of it, but I'm still on the move because tomorrow I leave for the Pro Blogger event. So Pro Blogger is putting on an event in Gold Coast, Australia, where I will be speaking about Facebook marketing and how to build your platform with Facebook. The crazy thing is when I used to work for Tony Robbins, we used to go to the Gold Coast for one of his big events called Date with Destiny. And it was my favorite place on earth. I loved it. So to think I'm going back to the Gold Coast, but this time with my own business and I have this great speaking opportunity, it's just a really exciting time. So I can't wait to jump on that plane. I'm not looking forward to a 14-hour flight, but I am looking forward to getting to Australia and getting to be with the whole pro blogger community. I love Darren Rouse. I love what he does with his business, and I think it's going to be a great time. But before I get on that plane, we've got to talk Facebook changes, and that's what this episode is all about. The greatest thing about teaching Facebook marketing is that Facebook gives me plenty of opportunity for changing things up and talking about new content because they're constantly either tweaking or completely changing their platform. So there's a lot for me to stay on top of. And recently over the last few months, they've really made some significant changes that are worth talking about. Now, some of the changes are silly and I just don't even want to bother you with them because it means nothing to building your brand and your leads and your overall Facebook community. However, there are some changes, seven to be exact, in order to market smarter and more strategically on Facebook. So we're going to cover those seven changes now. Let's go ahead and jump in. When you run an online business, your marketing metrics will tell you what in your business is profitable and where you're throwing money away. Yikes. That's pretty important, right? Luckily, I've put together the Ultimate Marketing Metrics Checklist, which is a free resource that will guide you through tracking and analyzing the most crucial metrics for your business. And let me tell you, I'm going to keep it simple but effective. From evergreen data and revenue generation to podcast metrics and social media growth, this cheat sheet will cover it all. It's the exact one my team and I use to track our metrics on a weekly, monthly, quarterly, and annual basis. Let me be honest here. This wasn't an overnight process win for me. It took me 10 years to build this comprehensive list and get it just right. But you, my friend, can start using it today, tailoring it to suit your business-specific needs, but not having to start from scratch like I did. Whether you're a seasoned marketer or just getting started, this cheat sheet will help you make informed decisions as you grow your business and empower you to move forward confidently. So go to amyporterfield.com forward slash metrics to get your hands on the ultimate marketing metrics cheat sheet now. That's amyporterfield.com forward slash metrics. 
So our number one change on Facebook has to do with updating the newsfeed algorithm. So Facebook recently made some changes to the secret algorithm they use to determine which post make it into the newsfeed. Now, overall, I must say that Facebook has gotten better at sharing details on the factors that determine if a post is quality enough to make it into the newsfeed. So we're finding out more than we've ever known about how Facebook decides if your post is going to get out into the newsfeed of your fans or not. So the big question is, how does Facebook determine if a post is high quality? And what's interesting is they wanted to know what we see as high quality. So they actually surveyed thousands of people to understand what factors make posts from pages high quality. So they asked some questions and these are some of the specific questions they asked. First, is this timely and relevant content? So we're talking about a page post in the newsfeed. Second, is this content from a source you would trust? Third, would you share it with your friends or recommend it to others? Fourth, would you call this a low quality post or a meme? And would you complain about seeing this content in your newsfeed? And also they asked, is this content genuinely interesting to you or is it trying to game newsfeed distribution, like asking for people to like the content? Now, these are the questions they asked to determine what content is viewed as high quality versus what content is not. Now, I want to go back to that last question where they're asking, is this content genuinely interesting to you or is it trying to game newsfeed by asking, let's say, for a like? When I heard that, I thought, ooh, I better be careful and I better investigate that a little bit more because in some of my programs, I teach a strategy where let's say you find a really great quote and you put that quote into an image, you upload it to your Facebook page, and then in the status update portion, you might say, click like if you agree with this quote or share this post with one person you think would find it valuable. I would never look at that as gaming the system because you're showing this to your fans, the people that are already genuinely interested in what you're all about. But if I read these questions right, a red flag goes up and I'm thinking, well, maybe Facebook will start dinging people, actually not letting them get into the newsfeed if they're asking for the like or maybe even asking for the share or asking for the comment. But here's what I want you to be really careful of. Facebook does not say that they're doing that. They're not saying that, if you ask for the like, you won't get into the newsfeed. These questions are just related to they're trying to figure out what people see as high quality. However, until I know more, because we did tons of research and couldn't really find out more, I'm going to say that you probably don't want to ask for the like, at least not right now. Let me really do some more investigating. Over time, I'll find out more and I'll let you know. But when I saw that, I thought, okay, they might be seeing those posts as not quality posts. So we just want to be careful. So I found these questions interesting because it gives us some insight as to what Facebook is thinking in terms of high quality content. Now, Facebook used the results of this survey to build a, what they call a new machine learning system to detect content defined as high quality. So that's in quotes, this new machine learning system. Now, the crazy part is the system uses over a thousand different factors. But in true Facebook fashion, they only gave us three. So what I wanted to do is give you these three factors that we know for sure Facebook is using to determine if our content gets out into the newsfeed. Because just to back up a little bit, it's crucial that our content gets out into the newsfeed because that's where most of your fans are spending their time. Your fans are likely not coming to your Facebook page, 
daily and reading all your posts. Instead, they just camp out in the newsfeed and every time something is new, it will refresh in their newsfeed and that's where they're going to see it. So it's important that you get out there. But Facebook doesn't guarantee that all your posts are going to get out into that newsfeed. And they're saying that post has to be high quality in terms of what your fans see as high quality in order to get out into the newsfeed. So the three factors we know Facebook is looking at. First, how frequently content from a certain page is reported as low quality, meaning is your content getting hidden when your fans see it? Well, what does that mean? Well, every post in the newsfeed, in the right-hand corner of that post, you can actually click the drop-down menu and you can hide that post so that you don't have to see it again. Or you can hide all posts from that page or you can unlike that page. You can do all three things from a single drop-down on a single page post in your newsfeed. Kind of crazy, right? That's why I always say every post count because one bad post can get somebody to unlike your page really quickly. Now, here's the deal. It's important that you check your negative feedback on a weekly basis. So with each post, you can see how many people actually hit it in their newsfeed. So I'm going to tell you right now how to do that, how to check the negative feedback on each of your individual posts on Facebook. So first, you're going to go to your Facebook page And then you're going to click on show near the top of your page so you can collapse your admin panel. And then you're going to find insights and click on the link that says see all. From there, click on post so you can see a list of all of your latest posts. And then click on the title of the post and a pop-up will appear with the post and the engagement from fans and non-fans. Basically, what you're going to see is like a scorecard for that post. Now, near the bottom of that scorecard, you will see the following. How many people, if any, hid your specific post or if they chose to hide all of your post or if they reported your post as spam or if they've unliked your page. If you feel that you're getting a lot of negative feedback, that's when you want to go back to the drawing board and look at your content. It really all comes down to good, valuable content. If this is happening a lot with one post, That happens sometimes. But if it's happening with two, three, four, five of your posts, well, then probably means that you're posting content that your audience does not find valuable. It's either not entertaining, educational, or empowering to them. And those are the three words I always look at. Entertain, educate, empower. You want to do at least one of those things every single time you post on Facebook. Make every post count. So keep that in mind when you're posting and definitely, let's say every Friday for 10 minutes, go check out your post to make sure you're not getting an influx of negative feedback. Now, the second factor we know that Facebook is looking out for is how complete the page profile is. So that means on your Facebook page, you have that whole area, we call it the about section that you want to fill out with details about your company. Make sure you've taken full advantage of this area. So go into your admin panel again click the drop down menu that says edit page and then click update page info. At that point, now you're in the about or profile section of your page. So make sure all the info is filled in here and use keywords when appropriate. This area is indexed by Google. So use keywords related to your business in order to be found more frequently in the search. And the third factor Facebook is looking out for whether the fan base for a particular page overlaps with the fan base of other known high quality pages. 
Now, this third factor is interesting. Facebook is actually looking at your fan base and seeing if it actually overlaps with the fan base of other known high quality pages. So if there's overlap in fans there, you're more likely to get your post in the newsfeed. So for this factor, I have a really cool strategy for you. So you got to pay attention here. If you're driving or you're not somewhere that you can write this down, make sure to come back to this tip because I think you're really going to like it. On Facebook, across the top, most everybody by now has graph search, that big white box across the top where you can actually type in search inquiries to do some pretty good, solid searching inside of Facebook now. So I love the addition of graph search. But here's the deal. I want you to type in these exact words, pages liked by people who like, and then type in your page name. So for me, I would type in pages liked by people who like Amy Porterfield, which is the name of my Facebook page. When I do that, I get a list of pages where my fans have also liked these pages. Now, they don't tell me how many of my fans have actually liked these other pages, but it was interesting. I recently did it. Seth Godin, Frank Kern, and Anthony Robbins. Those were the top three people where my fans also like their fans. The great news is those are really popular Facebook pages, so I think that definitely works to my benefit. Now, I want you to do this exercise to see what comes up for you. But even beyond just talking about Facebook changes, this is a great tool to use when you're looking to target other Facebook pages with your Facebook ads. Now in episode 13, so amyporterfield.com forward slash 13, I talk all about Facebook advertising. And in there, I share with you how to target other Facebook pages with your ads. So if you use this really cool search inquiry, you're able to then know what other pages you should target for your ads. So if you combine those two strategies together, it can be really powerful. Now, Facebook put together this new algorithm and they tested it. And what they found with a small group was that by showing these high quality posts higher up in the newsfeed, they saw a significant increase in interactions. Meaning when your post is more high quality, you of course get more likes, shares and comments. That's a given, but I just wanted to kind of read to you what Facebook has found with these new changes. They also said people in the test group also hid fewer stories overall. So they engaged more with high quality posts and they hid them more. No brainer, but I just wanted to throw it out there. We are online marketers, which means we have unique needs. And there are so many options out there for paid media. Sometimes it's hard to figure out where should you go to reach your ideal audience. But here's the thing. Have you thought about LinkedIn ads? LinkedIn ads empowers marketers with solutions for you and your customers, and it allows you to build the right relationships and drive results and reach your customers with meaningful content. You do not want to sleep on LinkedIn ads. And here's the thing, 79% of content marketers said LinkedIn produces the best results for paid media. I hear it from so many of my peers, and I know you're doing important work. And with that, you want to make sure that the work you're doing is getting in front of the right people. And that's what LinkedIn ads will allow you to do. So let your marketing efforts connect with the right audience and get a $100 credit on your next campaign. So if you go to linkedin.com slash Amy, you can get that $100 credit. So that's linkedin.com slash Amy. Terms and conditions apply. I know you're focused on marketing and selling your digital products, but I know many of you also have 
physical products, and I want to talk about Shopify. Shopify is a user-friendly commerce platform that helps you, my dear online entrepreneur, build an online store and make more sales at any stage of your business. They're the force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other businesses at every size. Let me tell you why Shopify is an online entrepreneur's dream platform. It's because it helps turn your browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout experience. In fact, it converts 36% better compared to other leading e-commerce platforms. Yeah, loving that. And I don't know about you, but as an online entrepreneur, my customer's experience, especially when it comes to checking out, is so important. Plus, not only do they support your customers, they support you as the entrepreneur. Shopify's award-winning help desk is there to support your success through every question and every step of the way. There's a reason Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash made easy, all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash made easy now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. That's shopify.com slash made easy. And lastly, Facebook recently gave four tips to help you create quality content and get out into the newsfeed. They said, number one, make your post timely and relevant. Two, build credibility and trust with your audience. Three, ask yourself, would people share this with their friends or recommend it to others? And four, think about, would my audience want to see this in their newsfeed? All really great questions. Going back to number two, build credibility and trust with your audience. I think the way you do that is you create a community on Facebook where you become that go-to source. Encourage people to ask you questions related to your business, your brand, your products and services. Be that go-to source. Answer their questions. Make sure that when they have a question related to what it is that you do in your business, you are top of mind. And the way you do that is continually create great content and encourage people to come to you with their questions. I will link to a great article all about these new algorithm changes in the show notes. Now, moving on to change number two, and it still has to do with algorithm, but it's more specific. I'm going to tell you about story bumping and last actor, two new features related to the algorithm. Now, first, story bumping. What this means is that organic stories that people did not scroll down far enough to see can reappear near the top of newsfeed if the stories are still getting lots of likes and comments. So now you're not going to miss those posts that actually had been getting engagement, but you weren't on Facebook at a time that hit your newsfeed. Why this is so cool is we've all been there. We probably all have had a post that we thought, oh, this is getting a lot of traction. But once that post is a few hours old, it would never hit the top of someone's newsfeed. So if a bunch of our fans weren't online at the time that this post was getting a lot of engagement, they likely would miss it. Now Facebook is adding story bumping so that next time a bunch of your fans hop online, even if it's hours after that post got a lot of engagement, they could possibly still see it at the top of their newsfeed. This is good news. When your post is good, it deserves that extra attention. Now, at the time of this recording, story bumping is happening on desktops, but not yet on mobile devices, but I think it's going to be added to mobile devices really soon. Now, here's what Facebook had to say about story bumping. Every time someone visits the newsfeed, there are on average 1,500 potential stories from friends, 
people they follow, and pages for them to see. And most people don't have enough time to see them all. These stories include everything from wedding photos posted by a best friend to an acquaintance checking into a restaurant. So how does Newsfeed know which of the 1,500 stories to show? By letting people decide who and what to connect with and by listening to feedback. When a user likes something, that tells Newsfeed that they want to see more of it. When they hide something, that tells Newsfeed to display less of that content in the future. This allows us to prioritize an average of 300 stories out of these 1,500 stories to show each day. With story bumping, your post has the chance to be seen by more people that are genuinely interested in what you have to say. Previously, people read 57% of the stories in their newsfeed on average. They did not scroll far enough down to see the other 43%. When the unread stories were resurfaced, the fraction of stories read increased to 70%. Pretty cool, right? So they're saying, look, there's a lot of stories you could see. We're going to take your behavior on what you like and what you engage with and show you more of that. But if there is a story that's getting a lot of engagement and you've engaged with this page in the past, we're going to bump it up in your newsfeed to make sure you've seen it. So what this means for you, more opportunity to get your content, the really good content you're putting out there, seen by more of your fans and non-fans as well. Okay, now on to the last actor feature. So this new feature is not as impactful as story bumping, but it's still really important. Last actor takes into account the last 50 interactions a user has done, such as liking a page post or writing on a friend's timeline. So this information is wrapped into the newsfeed ranking system so people with whom you've engaged most recently with will be given more weight. Now, what Facebook has done with last actor is they wanted to capture your current state of mind. You know, one week I might be really into one page or one topic, and then a couple weeks later, it might be totally different. So Facebook is paying attention to those current interactions and showing you more of what you're into right now. I think this is a really cool feature. Story bumping is really good for us marketers, you know, as we market our business, but last actor is going to have an impact as well. So again, just like all the different changes, I'm going to link to an article for you if you want to learn more about story bumping and last actor. Now let's move on to a big one, and that is the changes in Facebook contest and how you can promote contest on your timeline. So this one, again, it's a biggie. Facebook has made some pretty big changes to the way in which we can run contests from our pages. So in the past, you could only run a contest on Facebook if you used a third-party tool like Shortstack or Heyo, and then you had to actually administer that contest on a Facebook custom app. So what I'm saying here is you couldn't do any of that on your timeline, meaning you were not allowed to run a contest and say, click like for a chance to win whatever it is you're giving away. If you did that on your timeline, you were breaking the rules. Now, here's the deal. Most people broke the rules anyway. So my educated guess on this is that Facebook knew people were breaking the rules anyway, so that trend of doing these contests on timeline, the good thing is Facebook paid attention and said, okay, this is what people want to do. Let's just allow them to do it. Also, Facebook reported more than 42 million active pages on their platform. This was just last year. So 42 million active pages, and they don't have an automated way to check compliancy for pages. So really, there was no way they were going to control it anyway. So I think they just 
It's kind of like, come to the dark side. Let us do what we want to do. And they still have some guidelines around it. So I'm going to explain that here. But it's cool that Facebook is paying attention to what we want to do. And then they're loosening their guidelines accordingly. So to me, I think this is a good trend that I'm seeing from Facebook. So in the past, you couldn't say, click like to win. You couldn't say the first one to comment wins a prize. Or you couldn't say, post your photo on our wall for a chance to win. That's all the things you couldn't do. Now all that's changed. So here are the details of what you need to know. Promotions can be administered on timeline pages, as well as, of course, still inside custom apps. So Facebook is allowing you to do contests on your timeline. So you can now collect entries by having users post on your page or comment or like on a page post. You can also collect entries by having users message the page. You know, you can add the message button to your page. Well, people can message the page for a chance to win. And lastly, you can utilize likes as a voting mechanism. So pretty much everything that people have been doing anyway, you're allowed to do it now. Now, let's look at some of the pros and cons here, because even though Facebook has made these changes, I'm not a huge fan of the idea of saying, click like for a chance to win or message us for a chance to get into the drawing. The reason I don't like this is because what are you missing out on? You're missing out on leads. And so if you're not having people give their name and email for a chance to win something, enter your contest and win, you're missing out on a whole bunch of leads. Because when I teach contests on Facebook, my number one goal for you is to build your email list. And anybody that's been following me for any length of time knows that I'm all about the email list. You've got to use Facebook to build it up. And so when you run a contest and you just say, click like to win, well, you're missing out on that huge opportunity. So here's the deal. If you're a local business, if you need to get foot traffic in the door, then once in a while, maybe once every two weeks, a quick contest, click like for a chance to win $10 off your meal. I like that. I like the idea of kind of getting people in, or you could even say, click like for a chance to win a free meal. You got to use it in the next three days. So again, getting people in the door, that foot traffic's important. And these contests definitely create some engagement. They definitely get people excited and pay attention. So I think that the quick type of contest, they're easy. You can administer them right away. I think they're good for local businesses and maybe once a while, once in a while, those online businesses as well. However, you probably won't see me doing them often on my Facebook page because again, I'd rather spend some time to execute a well-designed contest and then really focus on it for, let's say, one or two weeks in order to grow my email list. And when you do a well-designed contest, you always get tons of new likes as well. So I'm growing my email list, I'm growing my fan base, and I'm doing it in a way that's truly creating value for my business. So I just wanted to make sure you knew, one, yes, the guidelines have been loosened, but two, be really careful with this. You might miss a huge opportunity to grow your email list. But I want to make sure I make this very actionable for you. So I actually have three links for you to go check out. An article talking about the pros and cons of this new contest promotion guideline change. And I'm also going to link to some third-party tools that have actually changed their platform a bit to help you administer Facebook contest on your timeline, but still get some more value and find out who those likes are coming from and actually help you to import some of that data so that you can use it to your advantage. Again, I'm not a huge fan, so I'll put that out there. But if you're going to do it, at least make the extra effort to collect as much data as you can.
Okay. So the fourth change I want to talk to you about, switching gears here, the fourth change is hashtags. Now, hashtags have been out for a while on Facebook, but my style is a little bit different. When Facebook makes a new change or they add a new feature, I definitely talk about it on my Facebook page. I want to make people aware right away. I feel like that's my responsibility as a Facebook trainer. However, I tend not to give a lot of opinion about it in the beginning or train different strategies around the new feature because as everyone knows, when Facebook makes a big change, the audience, the fans, the users of Facebook, they're going to decide how that feature is going to work and they're going to decide if they like it or if they don't and how it's going to look and how it's going to feel on Facebook. So I like to give it a little breathing room first, do a little analyzing research and, and find out just watching how people are using things then I'll report back on my opinion. So at this point, that's kind of where we are with hashtags. Now to back up a bit, hashtags on Facebook work much of the same way they do on Twitter. And for those of you who are not familiar with that term hashtag, think of them like keywords and a way to tag your Facebook post and group similar ideas together. And you've likely seen them on Facebook. A hashtag is like the pound sign or the number sign and then a word or a phrase. So that's a hashtag and they're clickable. So you can actually click on a hashtag and then go to a news feed that has a bunch of different page posts that include that hashtag. So it's grouping like topics together. Make sense? Hopefully. So the question really is, how can you use hashtags to enhance your Facebook marketing? And really for me, it comes down to expanding your reach on Facebook. Using hashtags related to your niche can really help you get in front of new people, people that have would have never seen your posts otherwise. Because posts can now be seen by non-fans because when you use a hashtag, if you use a hashtag, like I said earlier, you're going to be grouped with other people using that hashtag. Now, if I saw a post from a page that I frequent often, Entrepreneurs, a great Facebook page I love. And let's say they use the hashtag Facebook marketing. So some way or another, they were talking about Facebook marketing. If I clicked that hashtag, again, I would see a news feed all related to that hashtag. All the posts in that news feed had the hashtag, hashtag Facebook marketing. Well, what happens is now I'm seeing posts from people that are in pages that I am not a fan of. So the great thing is when you use hashtags related to your niche, those posts, when people click on the link and they actually see a stream of all those hashtag posts, those posts can be seen by fans and non-fans. So you can likely get in front of people that probably would have never seen your post if they weren't looking for that hashtag. So I encourage you to think of mm, two to five different hashtags related to your niche that are already in use and are popular that you can use as well in order to get out into those news feeds related to your topic, something related back to your niche. Now, you don't want to use a hashtag that's so popular that you're going to get lost in the sea of everything. Like hashtag Facebook marketing is probably a little bit too general, but you do want to use a hashtag that other people, other prominent pages, pages with a lot of engagement, pages that might be your competitors or at least aligned with your brand, the hashtags they're using as well. So you can be seen with your peers or you can be seen alongside your competitors to stand out. You see what I'm saying here? You can get out in front of people and you can be grouped with people that really matter to your brand. Now, another thing you can do with hashtags is create your own. 
and then give your fans an easy way to view all the information you've posted about a specific program or product or service. So for example, I'm getting ready to reopen my signature program, Facebook Marketing Profit Lab. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to create a hashtag, which is hashtag Profit Lab, and I'm going to actually use that every time I post for about two weeks when I'm promoting the reopening of Profit Lab. And then I'm going to encourage my new members to use hashtag Profit Lab when they talk about the program on Facebook. So then in my emails, I can say, hey, go check out hashtag Profit Lab to learn more and see what people are saying about the program. So now when people use hashtag Profit Lab, they'll see a huge stream of my post related to my new program. And hopefully once people start signing up, different posts from people that have signed up and they're excited and they're talking about it. This is great social proof. So you can use those hashtags as promotional material as well. Just get really smart about it, be diligent and consistent with it, and your fans will start to use those hashtags to find out more about your programs, products, and services. So for those of you who are thinking about testing out hashtags, I have a few things for you to consider. One, hashtags have to be one word, meaning you can't have spaces in a hashtag. Now it can be a phrase, just no spaces. So Facebook marketing, That's two words, obviously, but you just don't want any spaces between the word Facebook and marketing. Also, capitalization doesn't matter. You can capitalize your hashtag, but people don't have to use that capitalization to make it work. And you can create any hashtag you'd like. Just make sure it's short and easy to remember. And also, if you want to see if someone else is already using a hashtag, which is not a bad thing, I'm not saying don't use it, but just make sure you want to be associated with that then you can just go to facebook.com forward slash hashtag and then the actual phrase. So you could go to facebook.com forward slash hashtag forward slash profit lab and see if people are actually using that. And that's what I did when I decided on the hashtag profit lab. Now, no one was using it at the time. And for me, that's a good thing. Now, someone might be using it by then, not a big deal, but I like the idea of finding a hashtag that nobody's using and then go ahead and start it. And people might add to it eventually with their own businesses, but I like starting a hashtag. I also like my first strategy where I use a hashtag that that's more popular to get out into those news feeds and be associated with all the other posts related to your topic. Now, again, that's facebook.com forward slash hashtag forward slash the actual phrase, but you do not use the hashtag symbol when you're actually searching in that URL. So overall, I think hashtags are a great strategy, but They're just that, a strategy. So you want to get a plan together and decide on the hashtags you plan to use consistently. And that way, when you plan it out first, you can make a bigger impact. So again, strategy is all about planning. You want to take a little time to do that. And you'll start to see that you're showing up in the newsfeed of people that would have never seen your post otherwise. And that's always a great thing for expanding your reach on Facebook. I've got some great articles all about hashtags, including one that my co-author wrote, Andrea Vall. So I'll make sure that I actually add some links in the show notes all about hashtags. All right, moving on to change number five, and that is embedded post. So embedded posts basically work like this. You can now embed any post that is public to a non-Facebook site, such as your own website. So you can do this with your post or other people's post. 
and it works both on pages and profiles. So all you need to do is click in the upper right corner of any post that's public on Facebook and you get the drop down menu. From there, you click embed posts. And then from there, you'll get a little piece of code that you'll embed on your site to add the post. Now, I've not seen anyone do amazing things with this feature just yet, but it's really too early to tell. And I thought that it at least warranted a spot in our top seven changes because this could be a great marketing strategy. We just need to play around with it, experiment a little, and see how other people are using it. Now, where I see its value most is to add content to your blog, meaning that let's say you post a great post on Facebook and it's getting some awesome engagement. So you know your fans are really eating it up. Maybe a great quote or a statistic or a great infographic, whatever it might be. So if you post that on your Facebook page and you see that your fans are really eating it up, you can then embed it on your blog as well. So your blog readers will see it and they could actually comment, like, share. They can do all those features. They actually work just like a Facebook post. They work on that embedded post on your website. Now, I can't imagine embedding somebody else's post on my own blog. To me, that's a little bit weird. I like to keep it to my own content. So really right now where I see the value is just expanding your content, taking what you're doing on Facebook and putting it on your blog as well. Doing this once in a while, just kind of see what happens on your blog. And also it fills up your blog with more content, which is always good. I'd experiment with pure value posts first. And then maybe once in a while, if you have a promotional post that's getting some traction, you can add that to your blog as well. But just start out with those pure value posts and see what happens. But the strategy is easy. It's worth at least experimenting with. And if you think of anything really cool to do with embedded posts, make sure to leave a comment in the show notes here because I would love to hear about it. And I'd love to feature you when I talk about embedded posts in the near future. Now, Facebook change number six is actually not a change, but a new feature called lookalike audiences. And it's related to Facebook advertising. Now, this feature is not brand new but it's new enough that most people don't really know about it. So to explain lookalike audiences for Facebook ads, I first need to back up and explain to you custom audiences as they relate to Facebook ads. Now inside your ads dashboard, now I use the power editor, which I talk about in episode number 13, but inside the power editor, you have this option to create a custom audience. Now to create a custom audience, you upload an existing list of email addresses that you have permission to mail to and Facebook matches those emails with your database that you just uploaded. Then you'll get this opportunity to actually show your ads to people that have matched up their emails inside Facebook and the emails you have in your email list. Facebook matches them up and then says, okay, out of 170 match, you can now advertise to these 70 people. Now, what's cool about this is I use custom audiences to, let's say, advertise a certain product. So if someone has FB Influence, one of my programs, I could upload that buyer list and then show the FB Influence members my next program, FB Ads Insider, because I know if they have FB Influence, they'll also love FB Ads Insider. So custom audiences are a way of getting really laser focused with the audience that you actually have already attracted. And then they're really valuable because they're a warm lead for you. Now, lookalike audiences take custom audiences to the next level. So let's say you have a small email list. Let's say a couple thousand people. And you want to upload that email list to Facebook, but you'd really like to expand the audience that you're going to show your ads to. 
So you could upload that list to Facebook, that custom audience, and then you can use lookalike audiences and tell Facebook, here's my audience. These are, let's say, the 2,000 people that have signed up for my newsletter or have signed up for my ebook. So they're people that are genuinely interested in what I'm talking about. Now, Facebook, go find me more people that are just like them. That's why this new feature is called lookalike audiences. What Facebook will do is they'll go through their database and they'll find people with behaviors and interest and likes that are similar to that list you already uploaded. So they're attracting like-minded people. So what's great about this feature is that it expands your targeting, but is still laser focused to ensure your ad reaches the people that will be genuinely interested in what you're promoting. And if you've ever struggled to create a targeting list inside Facebook ads, that is large enough to make an impact, I usually say between 250,000 to 500,000, lookalike audiences will help you get to those numbers, will help you reach a solid group of people to show your ad to. Now, this is more of an advanced strategy. If you've never used Facebook ads, I wouldn't be surprised if you're feeling a little bit of confusion or overwhelm. Just know that this exists. And when you do start using Facebook ads, and I hope you do because they're extremely powerful, At that point, when you do start using Facebook ads, your next phase could be, okay, let's try custom audiences and the new lookalike audiences to make my targeting even more specific and larger as well. Now, I will say if you're new to Facebook advertising, I have a webinar that might help you out. It's totally free. You can find it at amyporterfield.com forward slash FB ads webinar. So amyporterfield.com forward slash FB like Facebook, FB ads webinar. And I think that will shed some light onto some possibilities that you could take advantage of with Facebook ads. Okay, moving on to our final, our final big Facebook change. And that's number seven. This one also has to do with Facebook ads, but it's a little bit easier than the lookalike audiences. This is for everybody. If you're just starting out or if you've been using ads for a while, and it's all about the images you use in your Facebook ads. So Facebook just announced an agreement with stock photography agency and image library Shutterstock. And what this means is they're making millions of images available for use in ads on Facebook. So starting in early September 2013, millions of images from Shutterstock's library will actually be available for us to use. And here's the cool part free of charge, and we can use it in any of the Facebook ad formats. And these images are fully searchable and they're inside Facebook's ad tool. So it's a really cool addition. Facebook's revamping their image uploader and they're going to allow page admins to select from page photos, images used in previous ads, or Shutterstock images. So now we have three options when we're designing our ad. I think that Facebook did this because they really want you to graphically represent your brand versus using a bunch of text in an ad where everything looks like a big banner ad on Facebook. So because images are a huge part of the news feed and really the makeup of Facebook in general, they're going to make it easier for us to put ads on Facebook using great images. Now, It doesn't mean that all these images are really going to work for every brand. Because I haven't gotten to dive in and really look at this and see how it's going to work, I'm not exactly sure how I might use it. 
However, having an image library definitely could be a huge benefit for small businesses with limited resources and limited budgets. So I'm going to look at it as a good thing. And then from there, as I start to use it and maybe tweak it a bit to fit my brand, I'll get some new ideas that I'll share with you down the road. Now, in addition to having these Shutterstock images, it's now going to be easier to create multiple ads with images. So here's what Facebook says about that. Starting today, it's also getting easier for businesses to create multiple ads simultaneously. When creating a group of Facebook ads, our new image uploader allows people to select a range of page photos, images from previous ads, and Shutterstock images. The ability to Upload multiple images means advertisers can now create multiple ads at one time with multiple images for a single campaign and test images to increase performance of their campaigns. So here's the deal. I love the idea that now you can test different images to see what's going to convert with your ideal audience. So again, these changes with the ad images being free, actually commercially licensed so we can use them across all ad platforms, and the fact that we can upload different images for one campaign and test those images, this is all a good thing. Now, I'll include a link in the show notes to an article where Facebook talks about these new ad image changes, but I just want to make sure you know that you're going to find these changes inside your ads dashboard or inside the power editor. So you can go check out just the traditional ads dashboard of the power editor. And soon enough, you should have these features at your fingertips so you can start playing around with them. So I would love to hear if you do use these new image features and let me know what you think. So there you have it. Seven Facebook changes that will affect your business today. All the links we talked about in the show can be found at amyporterfield.com forward slash 17, just the number 17. Also, if you like this podcast, I would really love for you to tell your friends all about it. Just go to amyporterfield.com forward slash love and you can tweet about it to help me spread the word. And if you like this podcast, please do leave a review. It allows other people to find it on iTunes. And because I put so much hard work and time and resources into my podcast, I would love for new people and new audience to find it as well. So your reviews would be greatly appreciated. I'll put a link in the show notes where you could actually leave a review. Thanks again for your time. I'm so very happy that you're here and I'll see you next time. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast at www.amyporterfield.com.